I love the challenge. I failed my first couple of times, but it kind of just fueled that. Okay. Like I knew I could go further. Like there was just something that said like, you can go further. You just need to learn, like practice, figure this out. It just like kind of became a challenge. And I was like a puzzle, like, what can you do to get a little bit better? And since then, it's just kind of learning and practicing and little baby steps. And you just keep growing and growing. And then you look back and go, you know, I remember when running a 5k, was a day's workout like and now it's a warm-up until you get to where you're going time to hit the gym better do it smart get your own coach there where you are start the day right there in your home with the smartest gym in the world ready set go smart kettle smart bar smart training there you are customizing it right Welcome to the Superset Podcast, episode 27. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. How's it going? Good. So it's been an interesting week. We got to go to the movie theater. We did. We went to movies. We Unfortunately, we saw F9, which should be called F This Movie because it's so dumb. Yeah. But I'm not a fan of that franchise. I'm not a fan of the franchise, but I really don't think I would have been a fan of this movie, even if I had been a yeah. fan of this franchise. <laughs> But we're not here to discuss. Really? Because I could totally discuss the movie. I know, but that's not why we're here. You already had a podcast about that. That's not what this is about. You want to talk about a Pontiac Fiero in space? No, because that's ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But what I do want to talk about is what happened at the movies, Tom. Well, I mean, we watched the movie at the movies. That's pretty much all you can do mm-hmm. at the movies. But, but what happened? Unless when, you're more set. What happened when we walked <laughs> into the movie theater? We took our seats. That, that's right. We did. But you see... Remember how we went in and you were like, there's people in our seats because you looked at the ticket and you said it's H15, H16 and H17. And then so like five, six, seven. So we go to the H row. Sure. That's this isn't a very reasonable thing to do. And these people are already in five, six and seven. They clearly misread their tickets. So I look at the tickets that Tom is holding. And I then see that it says H15, 16, and 17. I thought it was like row H1. (laughs) They should be a hyphen or a dash, something like that. (laughs) I don't even know how you did that. (laughs) It's been a long time since we've been in the movie theater. Yeah, didn't know how it worked anymore. I'm out of practice. Well, last time, I think they remodeled. The last time I was there, it was... H1. I, I think you were just sitting in somebody else's seat the whole time. It's just the movies were so poorly attended. I never got busted on exactly. it. Exactly. I, I really think that's, I think that's what occurred. If you say so. I do. All uh, I know is there is no H1. For anybody out there, there's no H1. It's not a thing. Okay. So what do you have in store for people this week? We are going to talk about brand new content that is hitting the Tonal Trainer And we are going to talk about all of the events that have occurred this month. There's been a lot that Tonal has been doing for Pride. And we're going to talk about some new Tonal blogs that have hit the airwaves. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash superset podcast while you're there like the page and join a group it's just a way to say stay up to date on tonal and superset things in between episodes so there's all that i guess let's dig in shall we we shall new tonal content so as always there is tons of new content so let's kind of walk through what all is out there for people Well, I like how Kate put it. She said, this week, Coach Francis is taking over your tonal with her new content drop. And the reason she said that is because all of the new content is from Coach Francis. Holy cow. I know. So listen to this. We've got a new well-rounded strength program. So it's going to be basically intermediate two times a week for two weeks. And we have some more live workouts. And this one is called the well, well-rounded strength. 
And you're going to alternate your focus between the lower body and upper body, but you're also going to be including those fundamental movements. So you've got your squats, your hinges, and your rows. And each block ends with a core cardio finale. So you're going to make sure that you're working on your strength and endurance. That makes sense to end with the cardio because (laughs) when they have you do cardio in the middle, then you're slipping and sliding around (laughs) like it's like you're at a theme park. And so... (laughs) Have you do it at the end and then you just walk away from the puddle. Just walk away. Yeah. Well, Tonal recommends that you pair this with the Tonal Tone Up series and you can enjoy yoga, Pilates and bar on alternating rest days. Well, then you're not resting. I don't think they're using rest day properly. It's more like an active rest day. (laughs) It's not like a sloth rest day. If I get a rest day. And then it's a rest day. It's like when you hit that age as a kid, when mm-hmm. you was a snow day, and then your parents were like, go shovel the driveway. And you're like, but wait, snow <laughs> days are fun days. And now you just gave me work. And Yeah. I, I sense my little frustration. Between... I was triggered. Yeah. I was triggered, Coach Francis. <laughs> well, I think that yoga and bar is pretty light for a workout. You know, it's not going to hurt you, Tom. You can do a little bit. Speaking of, but this is a new series. So the Tonal Tone Up Twists with Coach Francis. This is an intermediate full body 50 minutes yoga flow. It's a series of body weight workouts. So this is the first. This is the first in a series of body weight workouts. Okay, It's going to increase stability and improve range of motion. Going to do all the things. And then The next tonal tone up is stabilized with Coach Francis. This is 33 minutes. This one is a a bar Pilates hybrid. So I love that. This is going to tone your muscles, increase stability and improve range of motion. Then you've got tonal tone up back bends with Coach Francis. So wait, wait, what has Coach Francis been doing before this that all of a sudden there's like 45 classes? There's... I guess it's like a whole series they wanted to release at the same time. Okay, I'm just like... So that's why they're recommending that you take this tonal tone up and you pair it with her other one. So it's like one program, but they kind of give it to you in bite-sized pieces. So you could do just the backbends or you could do just the stabilize, but this is... They're recommending that you do both of these together. And so it's giving people lots of flexibility with their schedules and totally, other things. Yeah. It's just funny that all of a sudden it was just like, boom, boom, boom. That's why I said, I told you at the beginning, Coach Francis is taking over your trainer. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the backbends is going to be all about backbends, obviously, but this one's going to tone your muscles, increase stability and improve your range of motion. And of course, you're going to have a whole sequence of backbends. And then finally, we have the tonal tone up barbell with Coach Francis. This is a another bar Pilates hybrid. This is number four in the bodyweight series. And so this one is going to incorporate the barbell as you work to develop core strength and cardio endurance. And I will say that Kate mentioned that this all came out right before International Yoga Day. Right. So perhaps that was why they released all these at the same time so that you could really make sure to celebrate International Day of Yoga. Here's my theory. Uh Uh-oh. There were Wi-Fi issues. I don't understand. I think Coach Francis has been sending in her workouts yeah. for like weeks. And it just, they all got jammed up. <laughs> and then her Wi-Fi finally reconnected. And it was just like, boom, class, boom, class, boom, class. And they're like, well, and we got like nine classes from her ass. Just put them all out there. That's my theory. Okay. Well, you now the, the audience can decide because that's two theories and they right. can pick which one they think is more... Realistic. We should do like a go like full Zapruder film on these, right? And really just is that drill. Who? So this is the Zapruder film, like the film of Kennedy getting shot that people would analyze over oh, and over again. Okay. I think we should just go full Zapruder on that. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. and like see like does she age dramatically <laughs> over these, right? Like does, does, does it wasn't years, honey. <laughs> Can we tell by like where the sun is at, like where have they been recorded over various points in time as the earth has circled the sun? This is going to be tough, though, because it was filmed in a studio. Oh, so son of a, she's crafty. Mm-hmm. What is she up to? I she's feel taking like there's, over, she's not just taking over the trainer. She's taking over the world. I feel like there's more to this story than we were led to believe. You do. Yeah. Okay. We need to really get to the bottom of this situation. I think, you know, a real test will be 
if when all this is done, mm-hmm. if we don't get another class from Coach Francis for like eight months, okay, she's just passed out somewhere on the. She's tired. <laughs> she's if she did all these in such short su- succession, <laughs> she's like, Whew, I, I know how I feel at the end of one of these sometimes. <laughs> and so, if she did all these in like a week, that's too much. Poor it's, Coach Francis. Yeah. Somebody needs to check on her. I know. Somebody check on her and let us know. Maybe I'll send a message to Kate. Can you go? Can you go check on Coach Francis? Are you okay? <laughs> Do we need a special code? <laughs> if you're okay, blink twice. <laughs> Coach Francis, if you could send us a message, we would like yes. to know you're okay. Tom's worried about you. This is a safe space. <laughs> we will protect you. <laughs> so all sorts of events coming up in relation to Tonal on your Facebook machine. Some have already happened by the time you hear this, but others will still be percolating. That's a word now. And (laughs) so what do we got? Well, there was the Lift with Pride virtual group workout on Sunday, June 27th. So, of course, there was also the Pride Parade. And I love that Tonal really puts a focus on Pride Month and makes sure that, you know, it's an inclusive community Mm -hmm. for all groups. The Pride Parade is pretty special if you haven't had a chance to go to one of these. This is their second or third. And there's all kinds of special guests. There's some trivia games. There's all kinds of things. So if you didn't get to watch it in person, I still recommend that you go back and watch it. Now, the Lift with Pride virtual group workout was Coach Pablo, and he was actually leading the community through a virtual group workout that was all about lifting with pride. And it, there is a there's a workout called Lift with Pride. Okay. So that all happened on the 27th. Then on the 28th, Monday, the 28th, there's a uh, train like an athlete challenge info session with Coach Paul. So this is to kick off the July tonal challenge. It's all going to be train like an athlete. That's the name of the challenge. And you're going to have a chance to ask any questions about the new upcoming challenge that you want to ask. Then tonal talk is going to be on Wednesday, June 30th. This one is running strong with tonal. And I wanted to make sure to mention it because guess who the guest is? Who's that? Matt Shepard. That's our interview this week. Oh, look at that. He's going to be on Total Talk too. He just gets around. I know. Well, it's all the running he does. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. He, yeah. he probably he he, ran from place to place. I think he ran from St. Louis and <laughs> it took him like two weeks to get back to LA. And now he's there and he's going to do uh, a Total Talk from there. Awesome. <laughs> he didn't really run. And then there's going to be a Coach Ask Alice, Ask Coach Allison <laughs> on uh, July 1st. And then Coach Nicolette's reverse training birthday workout on July 1st. Her birthday. Is it going to make you age backwards? No, Holy it's, cow. it's not that That's, you age backwards, oh. but but you give the workout to Coach Nicolette and she does that for her birthday. Oh, so I we, see. We get to so work you give her. her you could, I, like, my first thought is just be like, just give her. We should all team up. Uh-huh. And log in and just person after person should give her Bulgarian split squats. You think it should all be. Oh, that's mean. Nothing but Bulgarian split squat. Because she. But the thing is, though, and here's the other problem with that. It probably wouldn't be a big deal for her. Well, I will say that I heard I saw at least one other person suggest Bulgarian split spot squats for Coach Nicolette. Yeah. So. You are not the only one that she, wants revenge on the Bulgarian. She'd probably just shake him off. You know what I mean? She'd be like, whatever. It'd, whatever. Be like, it'd be like if I did something like this and it was like, everybody just said, say something stupid. <laughs> like, oh, pff, I got this. That's easy. <laughs> that's easy. It's my superpower. Well, we shall see on July 1st. Lots of good stuff on the blog since the last episode. If you don't pay attention to the Tonal blog, you really should. I agree. Yeah. They have lots of really good information yeah. out there. The one on June 25th was the reasons to love your membership according to the official Tonal community. So this is from people who already have a Tonal people in the community. Of course, Tonal is going to tell you you should love your Tonal. It's their job to sell you a Tonal. So they're immediately suspect. So, <laughs> um, so here's what people that actually already have one have said. And number one was the personalized accounts and progress tracking with Tonal's AI. So you can see exactly how much you have grown strength in your core, in your back, in your hamstrings. And so they used to just track it like upper body, core and lower body. And now you have it broken down 
by areas within that. So you can see like upper body, you've got your back, your triceps, your quadriceps and your legs. You know, they break it down to even more segments. So right. it's really good information. And this is all thanks to Lil Guy Front and Back. Yeah. Lil Guy Front and Back did all the hard work. Here. Yes. If you don't know what little guy front and back is, that's the green guy that is showing on yeah. Tonal's AI. The little guy front and back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he literally does the heavy lifting. Literally. Yes. <laughs> the Tonal member experience, this is number two. The Tonal member experience is never boring. They keep the member experience fresh. And this person, Douglas Goforth, is always excited to see what comes next. There's no chance of getting bored because Tonal continues to roll out new features, which I agree with and love. There's always new things, including new kinds of content. New, you know, I mean, how much got added this year? Yoga, Pilates, cardio. I mean, family fitness, meditation. Tons. No, I was just saying tons. Yeah. Oh, you sound frustrated just like, with okay. me. No, I was like, okay, that was enough. Oh, I thought, I thought you. Were, I thought the okay, that's enough was at me. In case people can't tell, I hear okay, that's enough a lot. Okay, well, that, that's true. <laughs> I, my, my, my reaction was practically Pavlovian. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then we have number three, data-driven strength training. So this is your form feedback, your PR summary. So you can see. Whenever you're about to PR, you get a like a notification when you do PR and you're you get told whenever you have the strength, your weights increase by a pound, which is amazing. All of that is incredibly motivating. To you me. get very frustrated with my relationship with the PR. Yes. Re- tone it, or it whatever. It dings and he he does not care. I'm just like whatever. Like I it's like because I don't like you get some pleasure from working out. I get none. Everybody talks about how endorphins and you get lost in time. Like none of this happens for me. I spend the whole time telling myself how much working out sucks. And so maybe you need to change what you say. I don't know. Maybe but, you need to say more positive things. But like well, you'll be like if you're around and you hear you're like, oh, you got a PR. And I'm like, oh, did I? Like, yeah. what, like I'm Nothing. like, of course, it raises it a pound automatically. So, like, I guess as yes. long as I keep lifting, I'm going to get PRs. Which like, means you... that you did something good. Congratulations. <laughs> it's a good thing. I just, my mind, I'm just not wired that way, clearly. Number four, daily access to expert coach-led workouts and programs. Boy, is this a huge thing. Like, the coaches within Tonal spend so much time talking to the community it's amazing. Do. I don't know if they'll be able to keep this up forever, but I sure am en- happy that they're doing it now. Enjoy it while you got it. That's right. They're amazing. And then number five, you get a real life workout partner and mentor. I agree with that. Your mentors are your coaches. Yeah. But also the people within the community. <laughs> There's so many people like Dave Simber posted today. So he originally heard about Tonal from us. Okay. And it's been two Novembers ago. He hit... A string score of 2,000. Holy cow. I know. Congrats to Dave Stember. But like, that's so incredibly inspiring to me. Yeah. That's amazing. And then number six, work out alongside members of your household and friends. Not me. I don't get to do that. <laughs> we did that once. Mm, no, I don't think that we did. I think I asked you to, and I think you said no. Oh, well, I was counting like when I was on the tunnel and you were on the tread. Mm, yeah, not the same thing. That is alongside. You are alongside. Yeah, but Me. they mean on the tonal. It says alongside. They have partner workouts. It says alongside. I've had my uh, tonal for a long time now, and I've had exactly one partner workout, and that was with somebody who does not live in this household. <laughs> That's okay. Moving on to number seven. <laughs> not having to think about what kind of workout I do. This should be number one. This is your favorite one. This is my favorite one. Because it's planned. You, It's already good to go. You Chad Johnson. You guys are like. We are on the same page. He says, Chad Johnson says one of his favorite things is his next workout is already planned as soon as he wakes up tonal. It's true. If you're if especially if you're already in a program, boom, it's there. You just walk up to it and it tells you what to do. Because when I come down to work out, I say down because ours is in the basement. And I already am like, I'm doing this, but I don't want to do this. I don't want to spend any time thinking. I just if I want, I don't want to give myself a chance to back out. I just want to hit the button and go. And so I all, but that's how, even when I'm done with a program, I will pick the next program as soon as I'm done, even though I'm not going to take the class for a day or two, just so when I come down next time, there's no spending 10 minutes looking and then going, nah, never mind. For you, it's about not having another boundary. I mean, all of us have barriers to working out. Like it might be for some people, oh, I don't want to drive to the gym. We have a gym in our house. We don't have to do that, but it might be for other people. Oh, 
I don't have the right equipment. I don't want to get up early in the morning, etc. For you having to think about what you're going to do is a barrier. So they have tonal has removed that barrier for you, which is amazing. Yes. So there's your seven things. Also from the blog, 11 moves you can't do with dumbbells. I mean, this is amazing because this piece of equipment is so, so specific. It's like versatile. It allows you to do so many things. So there's 11 moves here. I'm only going to mention a couple. One of them that you can't do with with, uh, barbells is a front squat. Right. Because the lower body movement, it engages and strengthens your legs and your hips. It works especially on your quads and glutes. Yeah. But the barbell sits on the front of your shoulders in this lift. Now, if you try to do that with a barbell, that's not going to work because, I mean, that's not going to work with a free weight is what I'm trying to say. With a dumbbell. Dumbbell. Barbell, it works. Right. That's the whole point. Yes. (laughs) Does not work with the bar with the dumbbells. And so it's very specific and it shifts some of the load from the glutes to your quads and challenges your core to keep your upper body balanced. And so that's why it's important because you're getting more muscle engagement by doing a front squat as opposed to a back squat. Another one that you cannot do with dumbbells is the half kneeling single arm row. It stabilizes your core and it balances out your upper body strength after pushing, after you do pushing movements like a bench press or a push-up. But single side movements are going to address imbalances in your body. So you're working your core and the single side moves on your body, which is awesome. And then another one that I personally love is the pullover cable crunch. Can't do this with a dumbbell. So this is something that you can do on tonal. You're using all of your core to pull the weight from the machine over. And that gives you a crunch in your core. Can't do that with dumbbells. That is true. And if you want to see that full list, just head on over to the Tonal blog. There's 11, so 11 minus 3. There's the rest, eight more. The rest of them. <laughs> That's eight, Tom. If you say so. I do. And then also from the Tonal blog, they talk about how it's trained like an athlete month. So what it is, is that this is what I was talking about earlier, the July challenge. This is the the challenge, the tonal challenge growing up. This is a new leveling up of okay. the tonal challenge. So for July, they have, a, it's kind of like a 360 view. So not only are you going to have your usual workouts where you're going to be able to train consistently because they give you a calendar telling you everything to do. You got your four workouts that are on the tonal, but then they give you workouts for every single day. Mm-hmm. Also, are they all from Coach Francis? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Okay, this, just curious. <laughs> this one is Coach Paul. And they're not all from Coach Paul. There's other workouts in there. The goal that Tonal is trying to do here is to help each of us train like a pro. So you're going to be doing right next to Coach Paul, a four week strength program. But you also are going to be asked to do cardio and core workouts. And to really be like a pro, focus on recovery, mindset and hydration. Those things are just as important if you're talking at a pro level. So they're going to ask you to work out twice a day on tonal for the month of July, journal or read for 10 minutes a day, drink at least half your body weight in ounces of water per day. So for example, if you're 140 pounds, you would then drink 72 pounds of water, 70 ounces of water. Your math is terrible. Yeah. (laughs) They're also asking you to use their daily and monthly progress trackers to keep tabs on your athletic journey and share your success. But if you're traveling, you can still take part. It's going to run from July 1st to July 31st. The first workout is good to great with Coach Paul. It's going to take place on July 5th. And you can save or screenshot the daily and monthly tracker to share your success. Not to mention, join the Train Like an Athlete Facebook group. There's also going to be an award ceremony at the end. How about that? Good to great. Do they have anything my speed that's more like, ugh, to meh? (laughs) You know what? You can't talk to yourself like that. I'm not going to allow you to get away with that because you are in the middle of four weeks to fat loss two. And that was right after finishing four weeks to fat loss one. And was it right after there was a 10 day okay. gluttony period when we were at Disney yeah, World. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So I use that to try but you and came get back, back strong. And, and I have seen several people post that doing the four weeks to fat loss two. Those workouts are the hardest they've ever done. People are talking about how they have to take breaks between 
the different blocks. I mean, I can say that you have worked your butt off on those. So I think that you can't say that anymore, Tom. I will say that I've cussed quite a bit Mm -hmm. during this one. Yes. I haven't heard the yelling upstairs. I only hear it downstairs. So that's, you know, you're getting quieter with the cussing. Well, that's that's good. I guess that's a step in the right I think it is. I think it says it's not hurting as much. I'm not sure. (laughs) Going to take that as a win. Yeah. But at any rate, if you haven't checked any of the different challenges out, I feel like July is a really strong place to start. This is a beginner program. The, the good to great, but it's great for any level because the things with weightlifting, you can work out to the point where you're getting the same benefits as you were when you were beginning. It's really about the how complex the moves are. And I really love the fact that they included workouts on the go for travel because it's summertime. So many people take vacations, especially now that people are feeling more free to move about the country. I think I owe Southwest a nickel, but um, <laughs> but uh, but still, like I so I think that's that's really smart that like you don't feel like, well, I can't do that because I'm going to tr- I'm I got a vacation like they I they, agree. They took that excuse away from them, away from you. Tonal. It's all about removing barriers <laughs> for tonal. I love it. So we talked about tonal and pride month a little bit ago, and they had a tonal Pride Parade. Yeah. So I'm glad that you pulled this up because it is their second annual virtual Pride Parade. And if you were able to join, you had a chance to win a free tonal Pride t-shirt. It's like tonal with love. And then there were special guests. Yeah. So when I pulled this up, I had two thoughts. First, I'm of the age when I see Coach Pablo Mm -hmm. with his rainbow suspenders mm-hmm. my first thought was like oh mork he, and mindy. he likes mork and mindy too <laughs> and i'm like oh that's probably a gay pride thing mm-hmm. hmm. okay yeah. that yeah. makes sense too yeah that makes a little bit more sense in this setting yeah but i like to think that he also likes mork and mindy is that okay Am I, I, I think it can be both that? okay i think it can be both okay. i think if you ask coach pablo i mean i feel like he has a good sense of humor and he likes comedy yeah so i think he might enjoy mork and mindy okay yeah and then on a more serious note, I so I just happened to like hit a random spot in, in this to see what it was. And I believe it was the two people here that were talking. And I found this really interesting. I never thought about this, but they talked about getting special workout tips for trans people who were about to get their surgeries. <gasps> and like, and I was like, oh, wow, I never thought about that because why would I? Like, right. I don't, not only am I cisgendered, but like I didn't start working out till about 45 minutes ago. So we're just happy you're doing any work. Neither of those things were really on my radar to think about. No, but that's so great. And so I was just like, oh, that's really smart that like and like to get you prepared. So like you'll do recover more healthily. Is that a word? Well, I don't know about healthily, but more quickly. There we go. (laughs) So anyway, that's out there. If People want to go check it out. Yeah, definitely. Tonal Book Club. And there's a new entry for the Tonal Book Club. Yeah. So the book for July is going to be The Mindful Athlete, Secrets to Pure Performance by George Mumford. Wow. I'm familiar with his sons. I don't think it's the same. Oh, okay. I don't think it's the same guy. (laughs) At the end of July, on Thursday, July 29th at 7 p.m. Central, so 5 p.m. Pacific, there will be a Read Between the Reps online event where you can go in and have a great book discussion. Awesome. I love that they do this. Yeah, that's so awesome. Tonal birthdays. And then finally, by the time you hear this, it will be too late. Her birthday will have passed, but you can always wish her a belated birthday and blame it on the superset. But it's Nicolette's birthday was on June 27th. Yes. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, make sure that you tune in on July 1st for her reverse birthday workout. (laughs) Make her do Bulgarian split squats. Yes. Nothing but Bulgarian (laughs) split squats. Happy birthday, Coach Nicolette. Yes. Happy birthday. Enjoy your Bulgarian split squats. (laughs) Checking in with the Tonal Community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Matt Shepard, but we were instructed to call him Shep. Hello. Hello. So is this like a thing like all your friends call you Shep? Like, are we special because we get to call you Shep too? Or do you just everybody calls you Shep and we're not special? Which is it? No, you're totally special. <laughs> um, well, she's bringing the heat right out of the game. <laughs> Can you imagine what our first date was like? 
Am I special? Whoa. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> so, but a real question for you is uh, now, how did you first come across Tonal, like in your fitness journey? And like, how long ago was that? Oh, yeah. So like my sister actually introduced me. We live apart. She lives in uh, Washington state and I live in Northern Alberta. And yeah, so she messaged me and said, uh, so like, have you heard of the tonal? Like, what do you think? And, you know, I've got a pretty strong fitness background. I was a strength coach for a while and I like to lift weights and I looked at it and I was like, Hey, that, you know, that'd be a good solution for you. It kind of seemed like a high tech bow flex or something. <laughs> and so I was like, <laughs> I love that. That's such a thing that you'd say to a sister. It is like, <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it's cute. Like it'll work for you. I, now he's bringing the heat huh? <laughs> he's like i am hanging up on you yeah. <laughs> no get out of here <laughs> no. so yeah so basically that's i was like yeah that looks like it'd be all right you know so she got one in uh i think like may or june of 2020 and she was like you know this thing's pretty cool you're gonna like it and, and so i usually go down to the states in the winter because it's brutally cold up here i bet um yeah i go down there so i can train run more see some family and just kind of get get away so she's like you're gonna love it when you get here so i got there and i had just finished up two big back-to-back races the big dog world championships for Team Canada. And then uh, let's see, to be uh, the one track mine six day race. So I, we'd just come off a six day race and we drove down to Washington after. And she said, you know, here's the tonal, like, what do you think? And I tried it out and it was like the perfect tool for recovery just because of like the resistance of the cables and just the weights and how that, how it monitored, gave you a good readout of how you're moving. And I was like, right from there, I was hooked just <laughs> from recovery that one week I was like, okay, this thing is my jam. <laughs> Turns out it's not just good for your sister. <laughs> and then he took it home with him. Yeah. He was like, I'm taking <laughs> yeah, it right, right? off the yeah. wall. He's <laughs> like, how do I sneak this through customs? <laughs> no, that is a great yeah. question, though. Actually, they don't ship to Canada. So how did you Uh-oh. get it? Right. Or do they ship to Canada now? And they didn't whenever you got. I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not certain. I actually just returned to Canada here this last week. And so I've been just in quarantine kind of hanging out. Do you have the tonal at your house? I've been doing the bar workouts with Coach Francis. Oh. And those are premium. Yeah. I had no idea. Like, bar sounds like Pilates. That's again, you know, you think like, oh, that's not going to give me a good workout. I need a good sweat and no way. Bar is totally great. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how would you describe it? Because I have tried to describe it to Tom and it comes across as like not very challenging, but it is challenging. So I would like to hear your description of bar. So, Tom, do you do any yoga? No. (laughs) Oh, you're going to have to check out yoga. It is... The bee's knees. <laughs> I'm allergic to bees. I, uh, <laughs> allerg- okay, well. <laughs> but these are the knees. Just the oh, knees. She's, <laughs> she's always um, assumed I'd be allergic to all parts of the bee. I didn't. Well, see, Tom, you can't yeah. make assumptions. <laughs> you got to eat a little bumblebee because you can pet them. They're furry. <laughs> they are so cute, right? The cartoon ones. <laughs> yeah, they're not cute if they sting you. Okay, yeah. we went yes, off we Sorry. <laughs> okay, what were we saying? Oh, uh, bar. So, I mean, it's kind of like the movements resemble, like I'm only in the beginning stages. I'm just learning. But the movements kind of resemble what you'd see in ballet. Like if you've ever seen ballet on TV or if you've participated in ballet, it's kind of like hoop arms and doing kind of plies. They've got the two different positions and you kind of move between them. It's really just about kind of like micro movement and mobility and just working on, you know, just the big stretches and opening. It's yeah, it's kind of like Pilates and ballet mixed together. Okay. So even when you say it doesn't sound all that challenging, but the thing is those micro movements really get you like, because you're like, you're not moving much, which takes the control, which actually is really hard to do. Oh, definitely. And like kind of my strength theory that what I look for when I'm getting my workout, I'm kind of like evolving as I grow as an ultra runner. And balance and stability have been kind of the things that have really brought me further along in my career. You know, I'm finding that the more I focus on balance, stability, mobility, and just kind of like getting to know, like, what does my pelvis feel like when I'm in this position? And like, how should it feel? Like, where's my strength lacking? Do I have anything that's kind of feeling out of alignment? Because it's so surprising how much if I go out for 
a three or four hour run when I'm done, if I don't take the time to take care of my body, then I'll notice that, you know, when I go to do say like a deadlift, there might be some tightness on one side or the other. And that imbalance just kind of like sticks with you. So if you kind of using those techniques to reach to one side and how does that feel and reach to this side and how does that feel or get into a deep squat and see how that feels. And you, if you do it over and over and over again, then you get to know what it feels like. And if something's not right, then you can kind of tune into that really quickly and go, okay, well, I need to give some extra attention to this before it becomes a problem. And that's kind of like the focus that I've been having since I've kind of started with the tonal was it really opened my eyes to like where I had like imbalances in my body because I started with the coach Kelly and he has this triathlon program that he does. And I started there and like, it was like a lot of side to side lateral movement. And in my sport, it's very kind of just one direction constantly. And so when I started doing these lateral movements, I was like, wow, I really have a big discrepancy here. I need to work on definitely strengthening that. And so having the ability to kind of use the cables, they've got different resistance patterns and very light weights, but difficult, challenging movements. So it's kind of just Really, it's been That's great awesome. to evolve. Does Coach Allison do stuff like that? Uh, Coach sometimes? Allison? So, yeah, she has I, some mobility. I in, did uh, a workout the other day by accident. By accident. But <laughs> And it was like I was looking it's for like, something short, and I was like, and that wasn't machine-based, yeah. right? And so I was like, oh, okay, I'll try this. And it started off where it was like what you're describing, or at least what, what I think you're describing, <laughs> Not because you didn't describe it right, because I don't understand things, but it, it was like small movements. And I was just like, well, this is a big, fat waste of time. About 10 minutes in, I'm like, sweet baby Jesus, what is she doing to us? Yeah, it caught, like, it caught up yeah. with you, didn't it? And so, <laughs> so maybe I have done it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have a question. You said you're an ultra runner, and I know that that's long distances, but like, Where's the difference between like you've got your half marathon, your marathon, and then somewhere after that is ultra? What is considered where's to the be an ultra? Right. Yeah. Where's the ultra runner start and end? <laughs> so that's kind of a funny thing because like ultra, it's such a massive term. I mean, technically, ultra is anything that's beyond the 26.2 mile marathon. Typically, you'll see like 50 kilometers, so like 32 miles is like the next step up that people go to. And then like 50 miles and then 100 kilometers, 100 miles. And then it continues on past that into like 12 hour, 24 hour, six days even. And there's just a, a whole ton of different style races. Some are stage races where you race for multiple days on end. Some are just like timed races where you just go as far as you can in a certain amount of time. And so all of that falls under the title of ultra. So it's like, there's, it's huge, a huge, big difference between like, I like to call them like ultra mega or <laughs> mega ultras, <laughs> super ultra. I don't know. Magnum. Uh, <laughs> Magnum ultra. Ooh, I like that. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you even get into that sport? I mean, I uh, run. Honey. No, I mean, I'm serious. I'm very serious. <laughs> like what on earth made you decide that sounds fun? Because you have to admit that's a lot and it does not sound fun whenever sound you say fun. those words. <laughs> I mean, you definitely have to be a special kind of person to enjoy that sort of just repetition constantly. Yeah, I kind of just started without intending to. Like, I didn't race. I just like to spend a lot of time in the mountains and I'd be out on my feet for a long time. And then I had, I think it was in 2010, I had heard about a record that somebody had broke. You know, I, I can't even recall what it was, but it was like 100 miles or something. And I was like, people race that far? Like, that's a real thing. And so I, <laughs> I heard about it. And when I did that, I said, oh, you know what? I'm going to do my own race. So I lived on this small island in Sidka, Alaska. And so not really an option to go to a six-day race there, you know, a 24-hour race. So I said, oh, well, I'll just organize my own. And I did a 24-hour race around just this 1.75-mile loop in oh. Sidka. <laughs> <laughs> It's like an 8-bit video like, game. <laughs> <laughs> Did you and wear a hole in the ground? Yeah. <laughs> right? No, I actually, I made it 12 hours and like 53 miles. And I hosted it in November because I had just Ooh. heard about this. And I was like, I want to do it right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I bailed after 12 hours. Turns out Ultra is pretty difficult. And, uh, yeah, so it was like probably another like, 
five or six years later before I actually ran my first hosted ultra, which was the Canadian death race in Alberta. And yeah, I just kind of like, I love the challenge. I failed my first couple of times, but it kind of just fueled that. Okay. Like I knew I could go further. Like there was just something that said like, you can go further. You just need to learn, like practice, figure this out. It just like kind of became a challenge. And I was like a puzzle, like what can you do to get a little bit better? And since then it's just kind of learning and practicing and little baby steps and you just keep growing and growing. And then you look back and go, you know, I remember when running a 5k, was a day's workout like and now it's a warm-up until you get to where you're going so what is the death race like yeah, what makes I was, it i was what, totally like, like we gotta what, dig into what's that their hook? <laughs> it's like everybody gets there and runs until one of you dies and then that's it's, and then it's over <laughs> yeah right um, it's a very mountainous race in the canadian rockies here in alberta in grand cash and it goes up and down a few mountains. It's 125 kilometers long, and you have a 24 hours to complete it. So what is that, and 100 miles? Is that roughly 100? No, that's probably... Not quite. Okay. I think it's like 84 miles or something like that. Oof. I, I'm ballparking. It's okay. We won't hold you to it. Yeah. We're not We're, doing math today. Uh, yeah. No one is required to do math. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I lived in both the States and in Canada, and I know metric and standard, but like the conversion, <laughs> still haven't gotten there yet. That's okay. Toy, yeah, we get, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so like you only have 24 hours and you're up and down. So like what kind of like elevation are we talking about? Wow. Let's see. This was back in 2017. So let me see if I can recall. That's fair. I'm Um, really putting you on the spot today. (laughs) And I'll even try. I think it's somewhere around like 25,000 feet. Good. If I was going to ballpark it in in elevation. That's Canadian. You'd have to hockey park it. (laughs) I don't have ballpark. Yeah. That's smart that they call it a death race, though, because they kind of can't get sued, right? Like, it's right there in the title. <laughs> like, any, like you knew what you were getting into. Oh, my God. <laughs> as, as far as I know, nobody has ever died on that course. I did, however, in the middle of the night, like three in the morning, come across a bear that just didn't want to leave me alone, kept following me down the trail. So I blew my emergency whistle and somebody like probably a half mile ahead of me blew their whistle back and they actually this is the cool thing about the running community is he turned around wow he's in a race he turned around and walked back to me until we were together and then kind of scared the bear off together and then spent the next like two three miles walking together you know just till you know we felt comfortable so i don't even remember who the guy was like just a trail buddy so thanks if you're listening out there but (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, wow, that is, that nice, is nice. That reminds me of a YouTube video I saw not too long ago where the black bear was like tracing a guy down a trail and like this went on forever. And like <laughs> this bear is just like chasing him through the woods. And that is what I picture whenever you say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's one way to win. Yeah. You know, you got to outrun a bear. Yeah. That'll light a fire under you. Right. (laughs) Although if you're in like mile 82, that might be rough. (laughs) Just when you need that extra oomph. That's a good point. Maybe they put that bear there on purpose. (laughs) Oh, man. Sometimes they put out some things just to because it's common to have uh, hallucinations when you're running for multiple days, lack of sleep. And so some people will kind of have these vivid hallucinations while they run. And so there are some races where what they'll do is they'll put out like things that'll kind of make you think you're hallucinating, like a clown or something, <laughs> uh, dress up, they tuck it in the woods and then you're running by and you're, oh my gosh, is that real? <laughs> real sense of humor. I know. You should change the name of the race I'm- to like the Canadian mind fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a super fun sport. You should check it out. <laughs> no, I don't. I like if I go to the bank and the dry cleaner in the same day, I'm winded. I can't. And he's, he's driving. And I'm driving. Yeah, no, I. Here's how my mind works. When you said anything longer than a marathon is counts as ultra running, my first thought was so when you get done with your marathon, when you walk to go get a drink, ultra marathon. <laughs> There you go. You did it. You did it. You did it. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Got to get over the bar. I did it now. Anything past. Where's my (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt? 
<laughs> That's probably your warm up these days. You said a while ago that like on a day where you run three or four hours a day, how many miles would you like run on a training run? Like what does that equate to? Yeah. So it depends on kind of what I'm training that day. If I'm out on the trails, I'll do a little bit less. If I'm running around in town where it's nice and flat, I'll score a little bit more. But my goal is generally to keep my heart rate and pace reasonable, like kind of into this, like I can feel like I could go forever zone. It's not like I'm out there running, like I'm trying to catch the ice cream truck. I'm just, you know, out there having a nice little jog for a long time. Which is, I'm sure, still a lot of miles. The yeah. reason I'm asking this is because I am turtle pace slow. Like, I mean, it's like a, like watching a tortoise whenever I run. And even when I think I'm going fast. And my point is that if I run for three to four miles or three to four hours, that would be like 13 miles. That was what I did. That was what I did when we were in Atlantic City. Okay. So I'm just like, what's that look like for you? <laughs> so three hours, I'll probably, I cover about 20 miles. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, <laughs> That's your easy day. <laughs> okay, so now tell us about how Tonal, like, how do you feel like Tonal is working in with this running? Because you said you felt like it really has changed your running. So why do you think that that is specific? Or do you think it's weights in general or Tonal specifically? So... Like I said, I used to be a strength coach. And so I spent a lot of time in the gym. I And I every winter, I would kind of bulk up. I tend to put on a bit of weight anyhow. So I kind of just use that winter time. I figured if I'm going to be eating more and kind of putting on this weight anyway, I might as well be getting the majority of my strength work for the year done in the winter. And then I can kind of increase my volume of running in the spring to kind of shed that weight back down. And that way I'm not like having a huge volume through the winter while I'm at my heaviest. So I kind of adopt this strategy where I would do the weightlifting in the winter and I'd bulk up and then I'd cut it off. And so this year, what I did was you know, I use that tonal. So instead of using, I didn't go to the gym and lift weights. I mean, a handful of time just with some friends. Yeah. So I started using the tonal. And like I said, I, I started realizing that I was missing a ton of good, like lateral work in that hip stability. And, you know, I wasn't getting that. If I go and lift weights, I'm not typically doing like lunges or getting into those different poses and that Kelly had on his program. So that was like just kind of a real big eye opener about where I was missing these things. And so, yeah, the tonal was like just huge in kind of helping me identify that. And then also just transitioning from lift the heavy weights to lift the appropriate weights, you know, like that mindset. And that was really great. Kind of, they give you a assessment right off the beginning. And they say like, okay, well, this is where we think you are. And so I said, all right, it felt light. And I said, this kind of feels a little bit light. I don't know if this is going to do anything. And yeah, it was great. And then just watching that score rise, it was just so great for the motivation. You know, you, you hear like that little chime noise it makes <laughs> and you're like, yeah, all right, I'm going to do it again. Like, okay, let's see. And uh, you're pumped just to work out. Like, so I really enjoyed it. And it was like right there. So another thing that just made it so much easier not having to go because oftentimes what I'll do is I'll run to the gym so that I can get my run and my workout in at the same time. So I'll run to the gym, work out, and then I'll run back. But this way I could do my whole run without the interruption and then work out or do the workout and then do my run. So that was just the convenience factor of having it right there was totally great. Do you feel like it's uh, changed anything about running for you in terms of like faster, easier, fewer injuries? Yeah, just in the time since I've started working out with a tonal, like I've done a couple of different larger events and I've been coming away injury free and just feeling really strong and mobile. Like typically in the past, I've felt that, you know, after 20 hours or so, let's say of running, the hips start to feel tight. The glutes are, are feeling sore and, you know, you just start to feel a little bit crummy. So what I've noticed, though, is that like if I stay on top of this and I do the mobility work that they're teaching me while I'm running, then I'm by 20, I'm not feeling as bad. And then by 40, I'm still feeling just as good as I mean, a little bit more tired. But <laughs> sure, uh, you know, yeah. you, like, you I'm still feel human. good. Yeah. <laughs> not a robot. Yes. That's good. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> now tell us about these longer events. So you had a backyard event in 2020. Tell us what that was. And also for those people out there who don't know who Lazarus Lake is, you got to explain that because that guy is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yes. The infamous Laz Blake. So he's the creator of the Barkley Marathon. So you may have seen that on Netflix a couple of years ago. The Barkley Marathon. It's five loops, Frozen Head State Park. It's like historically very, very difficult. There's only been uh, 15 people to ever complete it since it began in the 1980s. The idea of this race is to find the 1% of the 1%, you know, like just difficult enough that only the superhumans can complete it. Good God. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, So anyway, he created that and then he's created a slew of other races in the wake of that, including the backyard style, which is it takes 100 miles and it breaks it down into 24 individual hours. So you need to run 4.1 or yeah, 4.101 miles in one hour. And you complete that and then you line up and the next hour you do it again. And you have to start each loop at the top of every hour. No excuses, right? If you're five seconds late, you're gone. And you go until just one person remains. So it doesn't stop at 100 miles. It might not even stop at 200 miles. And we almost reached, as in the world championship this year, Carl Saab almost reached 300 miles. Whoa. Which, no, he did. through just over 300 miles. 75 hours, I think it was. Good God. Unreal. That is unreal. And so there's no sleeping either? <laughs> well, it depends on how fast you run your loop. If you oh, can run your loop in enough. 40 minutes, then, then you, you can sleep you for 20, 20 minutes. minutes. But, but beyond that, it's just, it's there's go, no go, break. Go. There's no built-in break. It's just over and over until somebody, until everybody <laughs> except one. It's like a Stephen King novel. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like he literally uh, has a book like he has a book called The Long Walk where it's like a reality TV show. He wrote this book in the 80s under the name Richard Bachman, but where they take I think two kids from every state and they just have them start walking and if you fall below 4 miles an hour they give you a warning and on the third warning they shoot you dead. And <laughs> and then the last kid that alive wins. He's the winner. Maybe this is where the idea came I from. I don't know. What? Yeah. <laughs> I had not even heard of it. Yeah. Oh, I got to read I got to read this book. It's now. a good book. You yeah. could probably read it while you run. That's the only time you'd have time, yeah. right? Cuz you're running all the time. <laughs> Audio book. Ah, there you go. See, you are reading while you run. I knew it. (laughs) So tell us about your backyard event that you did then, because you weren't in the world championships, or were you? Like, were you in the world? I was, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Holy crap. (laughs) So how far Um, did you make it? This year was a little bit different because of the pandemic. So what happened was instead of like, generally what happens is everybody goes to uh, Laz Lake's house his property and they do the race there. The top runners in the world that earn their golden ticket will go and race there. But because of the pandemic this year, we hosted satellite events. So we had like a team in Canada and then they had the U.S. team and then they had, you know, Team Mexico and Belgium and, you know, all over the world, they had these teams and of 15 runners and they would run their course. So basically run their own satellite backyard race and accumulate points so each time a runner completed a lap they got a point so if you had 15 runners you earned 15 points an hour and as they drop off then you accumulate less points so if you have eight runners you're only going to get eight points that hour and so yeah i was on team canada and we took third overall uh wow. it was uh, Belgium, that was uh, Carl Saab went 75 hours. I believe the U.S. took first, Belgium took second, and uh, Canada took third. Or maybe it was Belgium first and U.S. second. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, that the whole, I'm just, why? <laughs> the like, challenge. Yeah, the challenge. I guess. I, I guess. Did, I'm just not wired that way. Did you stay in it? Like, were you like watching the whole 75 hours? Or like, did you have to stay awake the whole 75 hours? How does that work? No, so Team Canada, I went 42 hours and Stephanie Simpson, the winner for Team Canada, went 43 hours. So then promptly after that, I went to sleep. And (laughs) And he just woke up 30 minutes before this interview. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I woke up and they were still going. And so, yeah, I watched along disbelief. That's the record for the format. Previously, it was 68 hours. So they beat it by a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he really stepped up. And the the cool thing about this format is once your opponent drops out, so second place or the final DNF, which is did not finish. Okay. The last person to drop out before the winner is the win is claimed is it's funny because they still get the did not finish status, even though they had to go just one less loop than the winner. Yeah, that's crazy. uh, The second place there went 74 hours. 
which is still beyond what had been done right. previously at 68. So, yeah, a really strong team coming across the pond. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So is that how it normally works? Like whoever wins, they do one more loop or does anybody ever show off and they're like, hey, I'm going to do like four more loops. Suck it, losers. <laughs> no, uh, it's one more and then it's the end of the game. I mean, you could continue running, but you wouldn't go gotcha. up from there. So you get, you, there's no benefit. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. Like Plus if, at the end of that, I think. But there are dicks out there. I know. Yeah, I'm just I, know. <laughs> I was just curious <laughs> what the mentality was. I was just saying even that kind of person would be so exhausted by that point. Yeah. They would just be like, I'm good. I'm good. I kind of like the idea that everybody gets a DNF, right? <laughs> because it evens the playing. What kind of makes me feel like I've competed in a way? Because I, <laughs> I also have a DNF, right? There you I, go. Yeah. You want your T-shirt for that? Too, I do. Because I didn't finish either, so don't feel bad. I mean, technically, you finished in second place. <laughs> Everybody's in second place. <laughs> I think the people that actually finished in second place are probably like, no, you did not. And they could beat you. So <laughs> yeah, and I, sur- I sure as hell couldn't outrun them. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> so do you plan to like go back next year? I mean, well, this year, is that what your plan is? Do you got to do it again? Well, so you have to earn your way into the world championships. And so last year I earned my way in and this year I haven't done in any races. So I was thinking I might try. But I kind of have this idea I want to hike or I set the fastest known time for the Pacific Northwest Trail, which runs from the Continental Divide along the U.S.-Canadian border all the way to Cape Alva in the Pacific Ocean. So if I can get that organized, we've been working on that the last couple of weeks. So if I can get that organized by September, then I definitely would like to make a go of that. Otherwise, I might try to make my way into the Big Dog Backyard Ultra if I can. I mean, it's pretty competitive this year because there's only going to be like 75 runners because they're actually going to host it in Tennessee this year. So it'll be new. We'll see what comes. Well, you got big challenges ahead either way. That's for sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're always looking for a challenge. And speaking of, tell us about the uh, virtual run you did. That was in 13 days. Was that Kentucky that you said? Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Tennessee, so yeah. That, again, another race by Laz Lake. I must be some sort of fanboy. boy. <laughs> 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 so that one kind of happened by mistake. I slipped on a banana peel. <laughs> and just here I went, no. <laughs> we were we were meant to run. We were going to do a 50 mile fastest known time attempt on uh, Hell's Canyon, which is the deepest canyon in North America. It's in on the border of Idaho and Oregon. But the snowpack was just a little bit too high to be done safely. And I needed to make my way back to Canada by mid-May. So I said, okay, well, we can't do this one. We were going to do it like April 23rd and we weren't able to do that. So I really wanted to find something that I could do that would kind of wear my legs out so that I could feel comfortable going into quarantine, knowing I wouldn't be able to get a whole ton of exercise. And so then I I just was like, oh yeah, I remember that last year they did this race across Tennessee and I saw people posting about it and it started on May 1st. And I thought, okay, well, That'd be a good one. You know, I could go as far as I felt was comfortable, you know, with the goal is just kind of don't get an injury, but, you know, wear them out, wear them out good. (laughs) And then I could go and and just rest up for two weeks in quarantine and then be good to go. So I signed up like April 28th (laughs) and yeah, we just kind of went at it and everything again, like I said, with that tonal helping me identify those different areas where I was kind of lacking, where I was missing that strength. You know, I was able to just kind of go at a nice, easy pace and just crank out mile after mile. And it felt really comfortable. We had just a a tremendously fun time with it. And then, yeah, we got up here and it was the perfect recipe. 13 days. 13 days. That's insane. It is insane. I mean, it's very impressive. I just can't even comprehend trying something like that. I would be like, you know, you need 13 days of workouts to wear yourself out. I'm like a good hour. I'm good. You know, (laughs) I mean, there, there was a lot of walking involved. I was not out there sprinting. Like I said, no, it's not a marathon. It's a ultra mega or a, a magnum ultra. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so when you're using tonal, do you, are you using programs? Are you building custom stuff? What do you prefer? 
I've really been digging on the programs. I like the guidance when they're kind of like chatting at you, Mm -hmm. you know, like, hey, try this out or do this. And I like how they kind of put them together. And it helps me be a bit more accountable because when I make my own workouts, I just put in all the things I like, which are the things I do all the time because they're the things I like. It's comfortable Um, for you. Yeah. yeah. Like you're not challenged if you do it that way. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And that's where those imbalances come from, too. Like you said. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. And, you know, like I felt like I was getting a really great, well-rounded workout. You know, I did yoga. I'm really into like calisthenics and gymnastics. So I thought that I was getting these good workouts that I had put together and that I learned from my time at Personal Peak. And then just, you know, like applying that extra, that additional resistance, I think, and just the kind of the way they do it, they combine the exercises in these workouts, just really, you know, like hit the nail on the head for me. That's really cool. Yeah. So do you think you'll be getting your own tonal someday? Yeah. I mean, I got to figure out where I'm going to install it. Like I travel so much. I considered, I said, maybe I'll put one on the back of my RV that I can use there, but I don't know how weatherproof they are. That's a good question. In the meantime, you can travel from Nordstrom to Nordstrom across the country. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Yeah, I heard about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think this, like, what a fantastic piece of equipment. Like, I'm so stoked to see how this is going to change, just change the at-home fitness for people because coming from the strength coach background, like I see so many people that come into the gym and they have that fear of doing things that they just feel really uncomfortable of of like people are watching them. And I can totally relate to that when I first started going to the gym and kind of being like, "Um, I don't know if I'm doing this right. And even now still sometimes like with social media, you do a workout and you show somebody and you have that like, there's so many people that might be watching this. I hope that I'm giving the best information that I can. And and so I can totally relate to that. And I feel that. And I had a lot of that coming from my clients. And so I think that this is going to be such a great way for people just to get used to how does their body move in an environment where they have the support from the Facebook group and they have the coaches giving them feedback on do this. And even the machine itself that tells you like, try to go a little bit lower or, you know, like back up two inches. That one got me a lot like back up two inches. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I guess the real question is, did you compare strength scores with your sister? That's the real question. Oh my gosh. So my strength score is, I want to say I love it, but at the same time, like I tried so hard to just like do the workouts and don't muck with the weights yeah. because like, I didn't want to fall into that pattern of like, okay, pick up the heaviest weight you can and move it around, you know, like do the appropriate weights. And I really want to encourage everybody to kind of don't worry about the strength score. I mean, I think it's awesome because it gives you that like, Hey, ding, ding, you're doing better. You're getting better. But like they say, comparison is the thief of joy. That's so true. Yeah. It is so true. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's a great answer. It is. It's <laughs> a very healthy answer. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have advice for people just uh, getting a tonal or did you just kind of give it? <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. Like definitely don't try to outthink the machine, like let it do its thing. And it really is a fantastic tool. And just, yeah, follow along. And if you're just getting started, like just get started. That's it. That's all you got to do. Just hit the play button. And if you do it all, that's fantastic. If you got to stop halfway, then you still did half of the workout, you know, like there's no shame in having to like do just a little bite. I made an analogy on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago. It's like eating ice cream. If you get the whole tub of Ben and Jerry's and you go after, you're like, I'm going to eat this whole thing. And you get three quarters away. You're like, I'm going to be sick if I take any more. But like, it doesn't mean the ice cream that you ate wasn't delicious. You still got some for later. So like, just enjoy the whole experience. That's all you got to do is just start. That's great. (laughs) I love it. Now I have a question. Will you ever try for the Barkley marathons? Will you ever try to go to those? It's my dream. Like that is my number one ultra running goal is to get to the Barkley marathons. And like the winner of the backyard world championships historically has gotten a ticket into the Barkley. So really, maybe one day we will get there. That's the dream. We'll just keep chipping away at it till we get there. That was one of the craziest documentaries I've ever seen. Like I was like so hyped at the end. I wanted to do something crazy and outlandish by the end of it. Also, that's a terrifying and I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it definitely takes a special kind of person. And that's what I love about it is like, you really need to be sure that you are in the most fit possible state that you can to go into this because it's meant for the 1% of the 1%. And so uh, like, it's a, such a small crowd that you really just need to be ready and know that you're ready. And the reason I haven't made an application to run it yet is because I want to make sure that one shot, one kill. <laughs> <laughs> one and done. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop, move on. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a tough one to do one shot in. So <laughs> I understand why you feel the need to do that. I think that's it. Yeah. I, I think we asked him all the things. I think we did. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Before we let you go, uh, where can people find you on social media instagram is kind of my jam i like to hang out on uh, instagram stories <laughs> that's good uh at go underscore shep s-h-e-p is my instagram and yeah like i hang out on the stories a lot so if you want to get the best content come check me out there okay awesome. awesome well thank you so much for joining us this was a lot of fun yes it was yeah oh terrific i really appreciate it so I guess that brings this episode to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next time? We are going to be talking to Selena Sun next time. Awesome. So until then, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. And they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash superset podcast while you're there be sure and like the page and join the group also if you want to watch these episodes you can do that at our youtube channel which is youtube.com slash the clip out where we have all the episodes from both podcasts so feel free to swing by there and check that out yes. so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep lifting Superset is made possible in part by support from Tonal.